702. Family Matters. So, let's have a conversation this morning around toxic positivity. A lot of us struggle with this. Right? There's nothing inherently wrong with positivity. In fact, it can be a force for good. It can help motivate you. But positivity can also become harmful when it's insincere, when it's forceful, when it delegitimizes real feelings, whether it's feelings of fear, feelings of anxiety, of sadness, of hardship. So I want us to look at why it is harmful to be toxically positive. Hmm? How does toxic positivity show up? And, and what should you do when you are confronted with toxic positivity? Because many of us have always face the pressure to be okay right even when you are going through the most the pressure is be okay hashtag positive vibes only Hmm? that's what we always see but that invalidates the range of emotions that we experience and of course positivity on its own isn't toxic it's important for us in fact the human desire to find meaning and those silver linings in these negative experiences is actually an admirable one. So positive thinking is healthy, especially in difficult times. But sometimes excessive and forced positivity may be negative and damaging even on your mental health and on your mental well-being. I want you to share experiences with us of areas where you have felt the pressure to be okay, even when you were not okay. And some people have taken it further and said, do not acknowledge when you're okay and acknowledge those feelings. And how did that do? Or, or maybe you are a type of person that, that appreciates this level of excessive uh, positivity that sort of invalidates and buries and suppresses any of the emotions that you are feeling. How has that worked out for you? Give me a call on 011-8830702. You can share your inputs on the 702 WhatsApp line as well on 072-702-1702. Nkateko Ndala Magoro is a psychologist who's going to guide us through this conversation. Nkateko, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thank you, Clement, for having me and good morning to the listeners as well. So when we talk about toxic positivity or uh, toxically positive, what exactly are we talking about? Help us understand it better. And I think in your introduction, you put it very well, Clement, to say there's nothing wrong with positivity. There's nothing wrong with exhibiting um, positive emotions. Um, it only is when it's affecting your emotions negatively, um, you know, you use words such as invalidating your emotions. So when you are going through something and somebody says it could have been worse, or, you know, everything happens for a reason, or learner you know, uh, not only you who have experienced this, um, and where you now feel like wherever you are, uh, you feel guilty about feeling the way that you're feeling uh, because your emotions have just been um, dismissed. And they have just been invalidated because you are supposed to feel a particular way and not the way that you are. Uh, actually feeling so meaning that other people are um, dictating to you how you're supposed to feel instead of you acknowledging how you are feeling so 
uh, there's a huge difference between optimism and toxic positivity um, in, in that it does not need to be a place where you are not genuine about your, your emotions, which is, I mean, optimism, it's being positive, it's being positive mm-hmm. and pushing through, but you still can be genuine when you are optimist uh, versus when it's toxic positivity, um, you know, you dismiss exactly what you're feeling just to minimize and avoid maybe the pain of what you are going through. Why is it harmful? Because I'm just thinking when I'm avoiding or I'm, I'm suspending or suppressing even some emotional discomfort, doesn't that lead to even more increased anxiety, depression, and, and maybe even just overall worsening of my mental health? Actually, the opposite is true. As you say, you know, uh, when you are in your emotions, and you want to avoid them um, because you're thinking that you're going to feel more anxious, more depressed. The opposite is, is, is actually true. When we are not um, responding and we, we, we are dismissing to our emotion, we're only suppressing those emotions. It's not to say that when we are avoiding them and we're not dealing with them, that um, they, they, they diffuse or they go away. We're only suppressing them only for them to reemerge, and actually what you're saying to to say you know isn't it when i am feeling my emotions i become more anxious actually when you are being overly uh, positive or toxic positivity which is the topic uh, today it's you increase the anxiety because remember if you if you're thinking i need to feel good about today you know good vibes only and here i am i am not feeling good, that increases the anxiety, um, that increases the, um, uh, you know, feeling of um, inadequacy to say, why am I feeling this way? Am I not good enough? Am I not supposed to be uh, as positive as maybe my boss is saying I should be or as my coach is saying I should be or as the Bible is saying I should be? So that also increases the, the emotion of feeling not good enough. So that, that can be a maladaptive instead of um, mm. uh, an adaptive coping mechanism. Yes, it is a coping mechanism uh, because you are trying to avoid so that you don't feel those emotions, but it is maladaptive because it does not mean that when you are not feeling them at that time or giving yourself a chance, it goes away. So how do I, how do I balance the two then? How, how do I make sure that, you know, for instance, if something bad happens, um, that makes me feel emotional, that makes me anxious. Yes, I remain positive uh, because we must all be hopeful for the better. But at the same time, I acknowledge the feelings um, that that I am feeling and I'm not suppressing them and acting as if they don't exist. How do we strike that balance? It is hard. I mean, um, especially if you need to move. I think most of us, these emotions, they find us in a fast pace, high demand. You know, we are expected to perform, expected to be, expected to extend ourselves to other people. Um, but I think it's to really be in touch with yourself and be uh, mindful and have the awareness around you to say, oh, if I'm feeling this way and I'm trying excessively to be positive, um, it might come across somehow in my performance let me take a step back or even communicate with the people around you you know what i would like to do this or i would like to be here 
um, I did, uh, you know, uh, confirm or uh, uh, commit myself to this commitment, but this is how I'm feeling and I need to now take a step back. So that balance, as I'm saying, especially because it finds us on a roll, um, on our way, uh, sometimes, and this is how one person puts it uh, in in some in in an event that I was in last week. Something tragic happened to their daughter, and because they were committed elsewhere, they had to be in that place. But they were not dismissive of the anxiety that they are having. You know, they even in the check-in process uh, at the beginning of that uh, event had to. Uh, say this is what happened I am here because I'm committed but this is what I'm feeling right now um, in everything that is in me I wish I can quickly take a flight and be with my daughter at this time but I know I'm committed to this so it's basically uh, you know saying that I'm bringing the all of me and not the part of me you know usually we hear don't don't bring your problems at work no that is not possible it is you are a whole you are not fragments of yourself so it's it's in acknowledging and maybe even verbalizing and expressing this is where i am i'm still gonna perform to my optimal but this is what i'm feeling and mm-hmm. that can be that balance Oh one one eight eight three oh seven oh two. Let me know what your thoughts are around toxic positivity. Do you have people around you who are toxically positive, who constantly tell you "chin up, man," or brush it off? Hmm? Some some of them say everything happens for a reason. Hey, you lose a job, and then they come and say just stay positive or look on the brighter side. And yes, these comments are often meant to be obviously they're being sympathetic, but they can also be a way of shutting down anything you might want to say about what you are even experiencing. So sometimes acknowledging those emotions and saying, actually, I'm so heartbroken about this and I acknowledge those feelings. It's so important as opposed to be so toxically positive. Um, so what have been your experiences with toxic positivity? Um, and how do you navigate your feelings of fear, your feelings of anxiety, acknowledging them with of course, being positive. Because being inherently positive, it's still important. Let me know. 011-883-0702 on the WhatsApp line on 072-702-1702. I'm wondering if we've got institutions or is it or if it's just people that are often responsible for getting us to be so toxically positive. Um, and I wonder what the responsibility of, ch- of institutions like churches um, or the responsibility of even motivational speakers, um, mm. for mm. instance. Because, you mm. know, sometimes when you are in the church, when you speak to mm. your brother or your sister in mm. Christ or, mm. you know, <laughs> in whatever religion you're in or mm. you listen to the motivational speakers, mm. you know, sometimes it's almost like don't even allow yourself to feel this way because that means you are not trusting in God, or you are not trusting in the process, or whatever the case is. So, what else is responsible for people feeling like they must be so toxically positive and forget about just acknowledging how they feel and navigating that space? One of the other big spaces is the work space. So, as you already pointed out, the church, 
Um, I, I already commented about uh, coaching earlier on, um, and even the, the workplace, or even being positive for your family because maybe you play a particular role. So let me start with the the religious uh, or spiritual entities, and I was listening to one. Uh, minister, and you were saying, I feel like I cannot be down uh, because I'm the one who needs to let people know that they have to have faith. Mm. You know, they can change their circumstances through prayer. And here I am, I'm in a place where prayer cannot even change the circumstance. I need to look at it from other angles. And, you know, I mean, the, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, but yet, you know, you see that this is not a place where you need to be um, working on strength. You need to work maybe on grace as well. And where does that grace now contribute? If we were to speak about it from a spiritual, um, you know, where then the, the Bible is being best to say, you don't have faith enough. That is why you have a blue day or a blue Monday. Uh, it's because you have not prayed enough. You don't, you, you know, but where is the grace? Because in the same Bible or in the same place, um, you know, there is grace as well. So is that is empathy not then being gracious uh, to say, oh, I understand how come you feeling that way. Maybe you are not as resilient as I am, or maybe you don't have the same resources and the same support structure as I am. That is why you might be struggling to stay positive in a situation where I might have thought that you could uh, bounce back. So we need to be very, very careful also when people come to us uh, to not dish out yes, it's natural to want to motivate somebody when they're going through something um, you know, to, to lift them up, but sometimes it's only it's also enough to just listen. Sometimes people are li- looking for a listening ear. Uh, we, we, you talked about uh, coaching as well. It's for the coach to also realize the, the, the strengths of their client and say, you know, how much can I push this person? Um, I mean, Clemens, I know you and I, uh, you know, we have connected on the issue of running and my knees have picked up and I reached out to a coach after going for a physio and that coach said, no, we cannot be for. Oh no. Did we just lose? Okay. We're going to try to establish that line. Let me put her back to the producers to try and, and, and call her back. Um, she was still explaining what Hefizio was saying to, to illustrate her point. In the meantime, let me read some of your uh, WhatsApp messages uh, that are coming through and some voice notes as well. Someone says, Clement, without invalidating this toxic positivity reality, I do also think that we have somehow become so fragile and so overly sensitive uh, nowadays. And maybe it's a matter of just balancing that. Uh, anonymous, I'll get... Uh, to respond to that but what i'm realizing is that for the longest time we've not been well at least for myself we've i've not really celebrated the importance to just be in my fields and acknowledge them and that's not to say you're stuck in this dark space um of anger or of disappointment of or of anxiety or of sadness it doesn't necessarily mean that but it's acknowledging though because if there's one thing i've realized in the past is you can never, ever avoid dealing with things. Uh, whether it's trauma, whether it's disappointment, you cannot postpone it. You, you cannot like not deal with it. You can postpone it, but that doesn't mean it's completely dealt with. So there are instances where we are not dealing with certain issues. We find 
things that are going to sort of distract us from the reality of that anxiety, of that disappointment, of that sadness, of that trauma. But honestly, all we're doing is we are just delaying dealing with it. There's going to come a time when you have to confront that feeling at some point. And what could be helpful is acknowledge it, start navigating that space, stay positive, absolutely, because you have to be positive. I mean, that's the whole basis of humanity, right? Otherwise, how are you looking forward to tomorrow if you're not hopeful for the better? But my goodness, so often there are people who tell us or institutions that tell us, forget how you are feeling. It doesn't matter how you are feeling. What matters is you are okay. Forget your reality because that is not your reality. And that invalidates how people feel. And that's why people later on, they realize, oh my goodness, this thing happened 10 years ago. Why am I still feeling it today? And that's because you never dealt with it. You never acknowledged those feelings. It's 24 minutes after 11 o'clock. After the break, I'll go back uh, to your calls and your WhatsApps and bring... 702 Family Matters. We've been discussing positive... Uh, toxic positivity, I should say, on our Family Matters feature this morning uh, with Nkate Kondala uh, Makoro, who is a psychologist guiding us through this conversation. Uh, let's go to your calls now and your WhatsApps. Let's start with Sana in Krugersdorp. Sana, good morning. Morning, gentlemen. How are you? I'm all right, man. Go ahead. I know this is a very interesting topic. No, but I just wanted to know, to say... Mm. Where, 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 where do you draw the line? Because even if you take a pause and you don't want to be hard on yourself, uh, life doesn't take a pause. It continues. Mm. Uh, that whatever situation you're going through, a lot of people are going through different situations. When you stop and pause, what do you expect? Because why I'm asking this, I've been in similar situations whereby you feel like you're just doing a lot and whatnot, and then you want to pause. Mm. And then when you pause, things fall apart. When you come back, the, 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 the crisis is worse, number one. Two, when you come back and you can't recover, then we move to another danger that is called depression, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. now you can't recover. Everything is just... So I think that as society, we just need to be able to properly investigate to say, are we being hard on ourselves or is this what we need to do? We need to respond to situations. We need to be positive to things because life is throwing all negativity left, right and center, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. So I, I, I just want to understand where do we draw this line? Yeah. Okay, uh, got you. Uh, Sana yeah. in Krugersdorp, I appreciate your call. Uh, and Sana says, how, mm. where do you draw the line? Mm. Mm. And then uh, you, you, yeah, you asked a similar question um, earlier on. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think let me also address it in this way. It depends what do you do in your pause. I, he spoke about, you know, what do you expect that happens when you are pausing because then things fall apart. Um, I think sometimes the pausing that, and, and I'm not sure what he has in mind, mm. it could look like avoiding, you know, the whole putting your head in the sand uh, scenario. When I am not looking at it, it will go away by itself eventually. So in your pause, what are you doing? So in the moment when I am in a crisis and it needs me to look at what am I feeling? What am I doing? Am I now... um, you know, avoiding the fact that there are things that I still need to resolve, that I still need to get to. So it's about 
putting those things in place that you need to get to, but then then while also retreating from the situation that is causing you, um, you know, extended anxiety because it does not really help that because you're thinking I cannot pause because things are going to be worse and then still go in there while anxious because that is what is going to exacerbate the situation where you are now going to, it's, it's cyclical. You're not going to feel depressed because you were unable to perform because you were highly anxious. Mm. So we need to really look at what do we do in our pods. That is very important. Mm. So earlier I got a, I read a text just before the headlines and, and part of it was referencing how men often have this pressure to just come up with a solution, right? And see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, even when they're not seeing it, um, the, the, the person said, Clement, we're not the same. Um, and our strength and endurance isn't either. My other concern is around men who find it so hard to express mm-hmm. themselves uh, when they are down. Because for the longest time, Gateko, the mm. pressure on men has been, why are you crying? Why are you said just mm. come up with a solution? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I mean, I can that that is so heavy on mm-hmm. on men. And that's not to say men or women or you know need to just chill. And mm. no, no, you can still come up with a solution, but Men are human beings too. They've got feelings too. They feel scared. They've got anxiety. They feel the disappointment too. If they're not expressing it by acknowledging their emotions, who knows how it's going to, in fact, you know, be expressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's, so, it's, still, it's still so hard, um, you know, for us as a society to create a safe for men to be vulnerable, for them to be allowed to be vulnerable. So, and, and facing, be it uh, their insecurities, uh, be it them, and, and I will put it in inverted commas, uh, failure, and the reason why I put it in inverted commas, if you can learn from any situation, I don't think it's failure per se, but I think it's interpreted as failure when you have not made it. Um, so, so it's really, really um, I will call it a shame that we still shame men or men still shame themselves for, um, you know, feeling vulnerable or even other men shaming mm. other men. So as a society in general, I think that is toxic in itself. Uh, you know, we speak of toxic masculinity. It's toxic in itself to have an expectation of a particular gender to respond a different way than the other gender. What is special about the other gender to be able to be allowed uh, to, you know, uh, feel their emotion and express their emotion and we say the other gender is not mm. while we are mm. all wired and made the same way. So it, it's really, yeah. uh, I will call it that being, uh, you know, October being Mental Health Awareness Month. It's a shame as a society that we shame men for feeling the way that they they naturally feel. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, we need to do better, really. Sure. Um, sure. Another WhatsApp text here says, Hi, Clement. I personally went through a rough patch six years ago uh, when I unexpectedly lost my job. It took lots of introspection and acknowledging what I was feeling at the time. I documented my exact feelings, which I journaled uh, daily. And before I knew it, I had filled about two notebooks. I mm. then published this in a book called Sometimes God Allows Us to Cry. The sure. central message of the book is that we all go through life challenges. We have to face them mm-hmm. and allow the passage of time to get mm-hmm. through them. One cannot be 
always positive even if you are a believer so even with god on our side we still cry it's part of life indeed right absolutely couldn't have said it better so, so well captured, yeah. so well captured. And the, when I was talking about it depends what you do in the post moment, in his post moment, he journaled, mm. uh, filled mm. in two journals within a space of time and then published a book that is self-expression right there. He found his voice. Mm. Maybe um, the voice was not going to be heard if he were to have a Lokota or a men's conference, uh, but then at least in a page and paper, and now he's been listened to by hundreds more yeah. of people and maybe even uh, for, uh, hopefully um, empathizing with, with him and identifying. Yeah. Yeah. Anonymous, please let us know how we can get a hold of the book. Um, this book titled Sometimes mm. God Allows Us to Cry. I'd like to check it out and I'm sure oh. there's some listeners that, that may be interested to, to check it out and, and go through that journey. It can encourage other people in, in their difficult moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, if you can, please respond to that WhatsApp text again and, and let us know how we can get a hold of that book. Another message says, Clement, if I hear the word gratitude one more time, I'll bust a blood <laughs> vessel. The word is being uh, shoved down our throats. Um, Unnecessarily, people need to relax. It's impossible to have uh, something to be grateful for every single day. It sounds so fake. That's a message from Sia Temba. And yeah, some people are just like, just be, be grateful for, for, and yo, I think we need to be grateful for so many things, um, in our lives. We, there are so many things that we take for granted. Uh, but sometimes it's also just, it's okay for me to say, listen, I'm struggling with this and this. And today, I'm just feeling so sad in this moment. It's not to say I'm giving up on life or I'm not grateful that I had something to eat yesterday or I have a roof um, over my head or I have transport money to get to work. I'm grateful for that. But I'm just saying this is what I'm feeling right now and I want to acknowledge that. More of your WhatsApps and text messages after the break. 702 Family Matters. It's 12 minutes before 12 o'clock. Toxic positivity is what we're discussing on our Family Matters feature this morning. Um, That listener has sent us back the message, the listener who was telling us about his book uh, titled Sometimes God Allows Us to Cry. Uh, He says, Hi Clement, the book can be ordered and be uh, couriered countrywide. My name is Christopher Litsuele. Uh, Christopher is giving us permission to give out his number. So if you want to check him up on Facebook, just go to Christopher Litsuele. Or if you want to check out this book uh, that he has written when he was going through that rough patch, the number is 072-412-1529. That's the number through which you can connect to Christopher Litsuele about the book we were talking about just before... Uh, before I took a break. Here's a WhatsApp voice note that came through as well. Hi, Clement. This is Amos uh, from Midland. I want to talk about suppressing your emotions. Let me tell you my story. My mom passed on in 1994 and I was only nine. And uh, I happened to be the uh, key witness uh, in the whole uh, incident. Believe you me, over years, families, you know, friends and so on have been saying the same thing. Don't worry, it will be fine. And I never allowed myself to go through the emotions. And I can tell you that as early as yesterday, 
I was at my house almost the entire day, just grieving, going through the emotions. And I ended up in tears, you know. Uh, it felt like this incident just happened now. And I think it's largely because I never really allowed myself to go through the emotions. And I actually took a decision that, uh, you know, I'm going to seek professional help on this and, uh, you know, make sure that my mental uh, uh, health takes a center stage. Mm. Thank you. Wow. Hi guys, great topic. This is a quite uh, interesting topic. How I wish uh, there was a breakdown. Maybe uh, we look at uh, toxic positivity at the workplace, toxic positivity in marriage, in families. Because uh, though the situation is the same, the triggers uh, may be different. We may have uh, something triggering in the office something triggering in marriage, something triggering in society, something triggering in the church. So same experience, different um, different triggers, which would require a different coping model to it. Great topic. I look forward to how to handle uh, positive toxicity. Mm. Yeah, and you know, um, and Katek, as you've said, it, it finds expression in different areas. Um, of our mm. lives she's that, that first voice note of someone who mm. lost their mom at in nine. 1994 mm. and mm-hmm. because the family's like hi it's okay it's mm-hmm. you know i've also seen even at funerals in katoko i'm sure you've seen this when you go mm. back home i'm from a village mm. and every time mm. well most times mm. when i'm there and i'm at a funeral i would see someone being emotional and crying and i would see the mm. elders come and shut them down mm. and say no what are you doing mm. don't in in some instances they will even make a comment to say our enemies will laugh at us yes. and that is so 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 sad um you know and i'm thinking him as a boy child he was told to be strong to man up mm. you know to say you know uh, don't don't cry like that i mean there's a scripture in the bible that says us who are believers um do not weep or mourn like the the ones who do not have basnanti but that's, mm. that's how it is and and that already shuts down a person from experiencing um very recently i had somebody you know a a friend of ours uh, passed on and we went to their house early on a day after they passed and when the uh, partner came to the house he was like we could eat and i was shocked that for me was shocking yes maybe for them that's how they make sense of what had happened but you know there's no room for for mourning there because you need to re- rationalize in a way to mm. say this person has rested therefore we need to accept that they have passed mm. and full stop we're done with it mm. 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 when in fact uh, yeah and then wh- where's the opportunity then to also just oh. mourn the loss mm. and mm. go through mm. the emotions of mm. i will not see this person i appreciated mm. the moments i shared with them and now mm. here i am mm. um okay i've got more messages coming through I'll, I'll play more of them and go through the one. 702 Family Matters. Six minutes before 12 o'clock, we're wrapping up our conversation around toxic positivity. Um, Anonymous on the WhatsApp line says, Yo, Clement, I have been told I'm too negative. Um, I'm too negative. I lost my job in 2019. My life is a mess. I'm trying to be positive, uh, but really sometimes um, that kicks you down. Another one, oh, I'm sorry about that, and I hope you. You, you will get a job soon. Um, another one says, Clement uh, Anonymous here. I was in that situation of toxic positivity. I was reprimanded at work to have a more positive attitude while I was suffering from severe depression. I then 
developed such a dark sense of humor that I started to scare them off. I took six weeks um, to be in a mental hospital to get stable again. And uh, that's what another listener says, Anonymous says there. And then, uh, yeah, uh, that's that. So someone else mm-hmm. was, was asking Ngateko uh, mm-hmm. that it, it, can they go to therapy to start the process of finding a way to navigate their feelings because their way of dealing with their issues is just to pack them somewhere in mm. their brain and just be positive and look to mm. the brighter side. Mm. Uh, but they're realizing as we have this conversation that they may have to in fact deal mm. with those things as they go along. Mm. So is therapy mm. the best way to start? Uh, how do you start? Uh, I think <clears throat> it, it it will be a, a one of the places in which a person can start um, if a person does not have access to uh, services of a psychologist or professional um, therapist, you know, it's to look within themselves and maybe start to unlearn those toxic, um, uh, you know, positive toxicity. Um, And it could be through them observing uh, one of the other, you know, the people who commented said, they developed a dark sense of humor. One of the things that we see with people who want to so much stay positive um, is where they laugh through serious things. And usually I challenge people and say, you know, for the next three, uh, 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 you know, comments or responses, can you keep your your face straight? And you will see the discomfort because they are used to so much diffusing the mm. negative emotions and not dealing with the negative emotions. So it will start by refraining from overly, you know, the, the, the overly positive phrases um, so that they can start to feel the emotions. I know it's not easy to acknowledge and face those negative emotions. Most of the time, people want to really avoid them and, and get them over and done with them. But it's to really stay with them and, and, and just say, what am I feeling? How come I'm feeling this way? Uh, what has happened and what needs to happen? And then, then also maybe before speaking to anyone, when you are talking to them, and, and I'm here I'm talking about somebody who does not have access to seeing a professional, but when you are seeing a... As a psychologist, I always appreciate your time. Two minutes before 12.